Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Thanks everyone for tuning in to another cast on the Inner Revolution. Had an interesting thought uh, I want to talk about today, and it was spurred by just the several months of uh, the recourse of the pandemic. And uh, as we're coming out of this COVID season, it's been really incredible the aftermath of what's being uncovered. And yes, of course, there were uh, physical deaths, but also there's been a lot of mental health or mental uh, unhealthiness, I should say, and one of them is one statistic that's alarming is the rate of suicides uh, for young people. And I want to talk about that a little bit today, about getting out of our heads and uh, also a little bit about suicide. It's a topic I don't normally spend a lot of time talking about, but I feel like it's very important to have this clear in our hearts because a lot of young people have been the victims of this um, pandemic. And what I mean by that is their restrictiveness. We've all been restricted, but the processing of these restrictions, the fear, uh, just the isolation. Uh, when someone is in these realms, like we all have been, this crisis must lead to a process. But when there's unhealthy emotions, when there's immature filters, uh, then what happens is there can be self-imploding, self-loathing, and there can be destructive thought patterns that can be very dangerous if unchecked. And of course, uh, if there's no spiritual community to reach out to. So I want us to think about that today is that when there's crisis, God says, uh, through this crisis, I am bringing you to me, and that there would be a process of maturity. In Romans chapter 5, 3 through 5, there would be a process of growth. There'd be a process of humility. But to the one that is struggling, and we've all been here where we just have thoughts that are like free radicals. They are like a cancer inside the body. They are attacking other cells. They are attacking, in this case, a free radical thought would attack a healthy thought and challenge it. And if there's not enough information or doctrine, I should say, uh, or a clear understanding of what we believe, then doubt will prevail. And of course, uh, discouragement uh, will will be the environment of the day. Now, it's not wrong to be discouraged. I think we've all been discouraged in 2 Corinthians 4.1. When we are discouraged, we are to receive mercy. But when our discouragement turns to depression, our depression turns to despair, and then our despair turns to destructive thought patterns that either relate or initiate into hurting oneself, uh, hurting others for that matter, and cutting uh, or violent behavior or negative reaction. 
and ultimately taking one's life. Uh, these are very serious things. Now, I want to address something right off the bat, um, just to knock anybody off their theological horse here. Some might say if someone commits suicide, they go right to hell. Well, scripturally, that is unfounded. I have not found a scripture, unless we twist it, to support that way of thinking. But to say that it's allowed by God, that is definitely not the will of God. It's probably one of the most selfish things that we can do uh, because of our own pain, addressing our own pain without understanding the pain afflicted on others due to that destructive action. So what's the answer? What's the answer? Well, there's two schools of thought here, just like there's the saved and the unsaved. There's the biblical and the unbiblical man. So when we look at this biblically, we understand in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that God makes a way of escape. Uh, and that way of escape is coming to him. It's going through the cross. It's asking for help. It's reaching out. Now, sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't happen. Now, the statistics of young people hurting themselves and, of course, suicide is skyrocketed because of the isolation, because of the fear factor. And it's very sad. It's very sad. And that's why as Christian ministers, we must be attentive to see the warning signs. We must see... Uh, hear the cry of the heart through the discernment of the Holy Spirit, and then just to be uh, discerning uh, when we're around people, because there's always warning signs. There are always warning signs. Of course, there may be withdrawal. There may be uh, a physical demonstration. Um, there may be a confession. There may be threatening of taking one's life. Uh, those are the obvious ones to take seriously, prayerfully, and to spend time really hearing the cry of the heart, asking the questions, and being a friend, and being someone that's there to address the real issue. Why is it that you've lost hope? Why is it that you're despairing? Uh, in talking with a, a young person recently, the most important thing they they analyze in their lives is, at this point, uh, how people receive them, how they are perceived, how they look, uh, are they liked. In our social media world, this can be a very volatile roller coaster because uh, depending on posts and popularity, some posts may not get the likes that one deems necessary to think that it was a successful post. And that's a real a subjective way of, of uh, of measuring what is good and what is not good, what is right, what is not right. Um, so social media is a provision. It's a blessing if used correctly, but it also can add a lot of stress, a lot of comparison. So we must go higher in our estimation or measurements of what is true and what's not true, what is valuable and what's not valuable. Because everyone is born with this need for significance this need to belong, this need to be loved, this need to be heard. And these are all found in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> if we move on from that source, we will always be thirsty, hungering, and of course, wanting, because the world will not satisfy. 
our true hunger and true nature. There are also cases where the warning signs may not be so obvious. Believe it or not, there may be someone that's a high achiever, that's a perfectionist, and inside they are very hard on themselves. They are seeking perfection, seeking affirmation, and their production, number one, is how they translate love. So the overachiever, even though we love the overachievers, we must be very conscious that they do not self-implode, putting unrealistic standards on them. Uh, we might also say that they're warning signs of someone that is uh, silent or maybe introverted, and there's nothing wrong with that, but the balance of encouraging them in their self-identity in Christ to uh, not only affirm them verbally, but spend time with them, ask them questions, be there in the moment with them to make sure that there is meaningful connection. Because someone that struggles with destructive thought patterns, they are in their heads, they are in, they are so focused on their stuff and their filter oftentimes is based on um, what they deem as valuable. Okay, so therefore, if I produce, therefore I'm valuable. If I can't produce, I am no longer valuable. Let's say somebody is um, fails at something and they take it exceptionally hard and they hate themselves or loathe themselves or uh, the self-talk for every few, every couple of words that you say, I believe it's every two or three words that you say to yourself, there are 37, I'm sorry, for every word that you say, for every word that you say, there are 37 words that you say to yourself. So your self-talk is critically important that it's based in our grace identity. Otherwise, the destructive thought pattern is, uh, is, um, reinforced by negative self-talk. This is why <clears throat> Jesus is saying the crisis that you're in should not lead to another crisis of self-identity or self-awareness, but instead the crisis must lead us to the right place, and that is to process where we are prayerfully reaching out for help, talking to those that we love, and of course, uh, talking to God in prayer. So when we lose hope, we are lost in our own problems. And in talking with young people, we are uh, very compassionate. We do not judge them. By the way, the difference between judgment and discernment is judgment means I'm coming to a conclusion based on my emotions and based on my preference and opinion and by sight. But discernment is based on the biblical truths, the wisdom from above in James chapter 3. This is why we can have a biblical approach or an unbiblical approach. I recently did a funeral for a young man, and seeing the catastrophic grief on the parent's face, uh, we encourage them uh, that their son is with Jesus and that God took him home out of love, and today He's in the presence of God, reunited uh, with his heavenly Father. Again, crisis, this is not an option for a believer. 
but I believe that God in his mercy, uh, we see through the whole Bible that he is there to greet the brokenhearted. And we see that in Psalm 34, 17 through 20, it says the Lord hears his people and they call to him for help. He rescues them from their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time for the Lord protects the bones of the righteous and not one of them will be broken. Okay, that was uh, referring to Jesus Christ there, that last part, but maybe sometimes the healing would happen in death. So what is it? How can someone uh, get victory when their heart or mind is spiraling out of control, like a runaway train. There's no longer the ability to control oneself. And we see this with isolation. This is why isolation is so dangerous because we were not made to be alone. So when someone is excessively alone, that should be a huge warning sign to reach out to them and to not get up all in their stuff, but to be an empathetic and caring person in an authentic way. That's really important. That's really important. To the introvert, the little things speak great volumes. So maybe a text, a call, a visit, um, just a one-on-one interaction showing that you care, that you love them, that you're praying for them. These translate to great love expression and demonstration. Because uh, what we want to do in any type of temptation or any type of destructive thought pattern is to derail the train, to derail the momentum of the speeding train that's going out of control. And that can happen by communicating truth. Now, with any type of counseling, uh, questions are valuable so that you know where the person's at. But in this particular case, oftentimes just communicating truth will do a whole lot more and waiting for the response, not just being overpowering or overbearing, but just to communicate truth, being silent, listening to the response, and really zeroing in on the heart attitude and the heart's cry. Some people when they listen, they listen, uh, they listen to speak, you know, I'm just listening so that when you stop, I can say something. In this particular case, we really want to be listening uh, to really hear what's being said. Oftentimes in counseling, I pray so that I pick up on the right uh, word, the right vein of the vein of pain, we could say, or that vein of sadness. Um, what is it to address the lie? You know, for instance, self-analysis. When we think about ourselves or think about how we're perceived or think about, you know, um, am, I, am I worthy to be loved or am I worthy to be heard or am I worthy, accepted? Uh, these, are, these are important building blocks to have secure in Christ, knowing that our significance comes because of who lives inside of us, Jesus Christ. If we were the only one on the earth, he would come, die, and be resurrected for us. That's how valuable you and I are to him. We are, our soul is worth more than the whole world. 
you know, so self-analysis can lead to paralysis. We can be so stuck in our heads that we can't, our thankfulness leaves, our joy leaves, our grace leaves. And all of a sudden, uh, we need pills to pick us up. We need, um, you know, maybe erratic or extreme things to make us feel again. Num- numbness, numbing agents. I talk with people that struggle with addictions, the same thing. Uh, they want the next great high, but they don't realize they're destroying their body in the process. And they'll never get the same high they had the first time. So they're chasing the wind. So this is so important to receive the love of God, to receive the love of God. This is the greatest thing that we can do to, uh, to interrupt the destructive thought patterns. Maybe it's something in the past, maybe it's abuse, maybe it's a failure that's not been reconciled to God, to receive the love of God, that God loves you. He, can, he fully knows you, he deeply sees you, and he completely loves you, and he uh, he sees you, knows you, and is completely in love with you. And these might be hard things to understand, but because we all have the dark night of the soul in Psalm 13, 2 through 4, we cry out to God. And, and this is the point. We, if uh, we cry out to God, God hears our prayer in Psalm 61, 1. So to, to say that uh, we are alone and in despair, yes, those might be feelings, but our feelings are not the, tr- the whole truth. We may feel unlovely or feel depressed or feel uh, forsaken, but it, it, I cannot stress the value of getting reaching out to someone, even if you're stuck, uh, that your that your spiritual community would you'd connect with them, or by the grace of God, God would put you on someone's heart, and that you would reach out to them, or vice versa, if you are the one that's struggling, or if we're the one that's dis, uh, struggling. So discouragement, we feel down, disappointed, sad. N- nothing wrong with that. That's life. But if 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 we become depressed, which means now we're becoming stuck or we're becoming um, losing hope, or if we're in a place of uh, isolation, then what are we saying here? Uh, Lord, rescue me from myself. Uh, I I don't want to fret on things I cannot change in Psalm 37. You know, many young people I talk with, they are very concerned about their future. Will they get married? Will they have a good job? Will they be successful. Well, those are normal concerns. And in a lot of cases, they can drive us to pray and to work diligently and to uh, work through the obstacle. But when someone loses hope, it means they cannot see uh, any type of value in themselves and or value coming or good coming down the pike. This is why when someone, uh, acts out and cuts themselves, that hatred that's pent up inside, that pain, the cutting actually feels good to them. It's, it helps them release the rage, maybe the rage of abuse or the rage of disappointment, or in some cases after maybe someone breaks up from a relationship, uh, 
they they just sense like their the, their life is crashing down. I mean, I've heard of situations, maybe you have two, where boyfriends will manipulate their girlfriends or vice versa. That's that's might say, if you break up with me, I will take my life. Or if you loved me, you will do this, this, and this. And this type of manipulation is very unhealthy and should be a huge warning sign in any type of relationship that it's unhealthy or toxic. So when you come across somebody that is struggling in their head, uh, I just want to say this clearly, speak life to them, pray for them, uh, keep an eye on them, and uh, draw near to them and hear them, uh, celebrate what they're celebrating. Uh, you know, because oftentimes your voice or the voice of truth will come back to their remembrance in times of despair. Now, when there's such self-analysis, remember it leads to paralysis, but really God says we need to take our eyes off ourselves and put them on him in Hebrews 12 verse 1. When we're feeling down, when the atmosphere is saying something to us, do exactly the opposite of what the atmosphere is saying. Draw near, open your Bible, talk to God, get around people that are different from you that are don't struggle in the same areas that you do to um, maybe if you're a serious person get around people that have a good balance between serious and humor uh, maybe you're around uh, maybe you're an introvert get around people that again know how to have a healthy good time uh, but also take you outside your comfort zones it's very very important because otherwise uh, if you're around the, a person that has the same troubles that you do, then you both uh, really don't help each other, but you both fall into a pit in some regards. So the perfectionist, the procrastinator, the one that is uh, just uh, never satisfied with themselves, uh, this is where we just want to, again, bring in the balance that they are accepted in the beloved in Ephesians 1, 6, and 7 that they are loved with an everlasting love in Jeremiah 31, 3, that their value is far above any, any quantitative uh, measure that we could have on this earth, that Jesus gave everything to save, seek and save the lost. So again, being overbearing or preaching at somebody or just throwing Bible verses at them, uh, they may not be able to receive that, but to sit with them in Ezekiel 3.15, to sit with them, to hear them, to speak to them, just like you give a baby, uh, you know, puree, food, you're, you're spoon feeding them the truth. And um, consistency is more valuable than quantity. So what I mean by that is, you know, maybe you are uh, not able to speak maybe you spend hours and hours and hours with somebody, but that's okay, but better maybe to have increments and more consistent till the lie is addressed in the heart. That's the number one thing, till the lie is exposed, till the brokenness, uh, the dark night of the soul is the light shines in Job, Job 12, 22 where the light pierces the darkness. Well, there's really no formula in regards to suicide, but there is an approach. And I hope in these words, 
there is hope because ultimately God must bring us outside of ourself. He must lift up our eyes in Psalm 3.3. We must shift from our ability to God's ability. And keep an eye out, and may the Spirit give us discernment for our young people, because many may talk and look and appear mature, but emotionally they could be as a child. And this is where affirmation is so key. This is where spending time is so key. This is where encouragement is so key. Uh, you know, asking the right questions at the right time, not to be an investigator, but to be an encourager specifically. Like the people that were around, how are they loved? And not only how are they are loved, but are they receiving the love of God? Like God says, I love you with an everlasting love and with loving kindness I have drawn thee. Love thinketh no evil. Love bears all things, believes all things, endures all things. You know, in regards to destructive thought patterns, a, a good way to um, address them is to find the 1% that's healthy in, a, in someone's life and to devote 100% of our attention there. We call that the 101% principle. Find the 1% or the little flicker and devote 100% of our time to uh, bring attention to that, to celebrate that, to just like building a fire, you're, you're creating more, allowing more oxygen to get underneath and to cause the flame to really get stronger and stronger. The sad part is, is our world is broken. That's the default setting. People are hurting and they don't ask for help. People are hurting and they wallow in their pain because that's what they know. Uh, the sad part is very few will ask for help. The sad part is uh, people die every day uh, and God is standing right there to, to be their comforter. You know, we were saying yesterday at the funeral, um, a, a God is the God of all comfort. A comforter is one who bears another one's pain so important share your pain so, uh, isaiah 61 give your pain and give your ashes and he'll give you something beautiful surrender the spirit of heaviness and he'll give you the spirit of praise this may take some hand holding this may take definitely will take another more mature person walking alongside to help the person think through uh what's going on in their brain uh in their heart and to and you know because sometimes we can't get out of our heads we get stuck we get locked in but truth sets us free in john 8 31 uh it releases us from our personal prisons in in, in uh psalm 145 uh the psalmist said release me lord from my prison so that i may pray uh, praise you so let's get out of our heads today let's get on our knees let's keep our eyes open for those around us let's encourage people by faith, let's be people that uh, are not afraid to uh, to say something that, you know, and let me just say this. Sometimes people think, oh, that person's doing okay, so they do not need my encouragement. Well, if the Lord prompts you, regardless of what you see, do it anyway, because we just don't know what people are thinking. We just don't know what people are going through. And having a concrete word, not of flattery, but of, of truth, saying that you you are 
you are a man of God. You are a woman. You are a lady of faith. You could say your life has such meaning in the kingdom. You're important in the kingdom of God. A great thing to say to our kids to reinforce a mature and healthy um, mind. Our minds. Guard your hearts and minds in Proverbs 4. Guard your heart with all diligence, I believe, in verse 23. So, so important to not take for granted uh, and to assume that everyone's doing okay. This is why we preach the word in season and out of season, and we're speaking truth. And when we're struggling, just draw near to someone, have, have accountability partners, have people in your life that you can talk to in a honest way uh, so that so that you have a place to share and uh, and have uh, godly reinforcement. So I hope you enjoyed this cast today. Lord, give us words of truth. Give us tongues of the righteous that speak healing. Let us have elephant ears and help us to really hear the cry of the heart. Uh, we ask this, Lord, that you touch touch the people around us. Lord, give us wisdom. And we don't want to suffer alone, so give us wisdom on how to be a burden bearer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.